Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, I have Clayton Sievers from Cantrell McCullough, Inc., uh, property tax consultant. Excited to have you, Clayton. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Excited to be on. Thank you. So let's just kick this off. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself uh, and a little bit about your uh, company as well, Cantrell McCullough. Um, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. My name is Clayton Sievers, and I work with Cantrell McCulloch. Cantrell McCulloch has been started 21 years ago with two brokers and a appraiser, and we've evolved over time to represent a little over $29 billion worth of multifamily asset, which is about 260,000 units um, across the entire country. More focused in Texas, but I've been in the industry for six years and I actually started um, at the Dallas Central Appraisal District and grew to the consulting side. Awesome, thanks for that color. Uh, I guess let's just start high level. So we're talking property taxes, um, specifically, you know, probably here in North Texas and Dallas, Fort Worth. And, uh, most of what we'll be speaking about is the four major counties here in Dallas, Fort Worth, but what, what's going on in today's market? Um, just, you know, all the way from tax rates to, you know, assess values proposed, uh, for 2022, um, you know, we've obviously, it's kind of the talk of the town. We've seen uh, probably, I don't know if it's a record jump, but definitely a pretty large jump, although we've had, you know, quite a bit of appreciation and asset values over the last, um, you know, 18 months as well. So just what are you seeing right now? Yeah, the, uh, the appraisal districts and the cities are are well aware of the real estate boom that's happening in, uh, in North Texas and all over the, all over the state. The uh, preliminary values are slowly coming out. I still, we're still waiting on Tarrant County, but majority of the values have already been released and they are also at a record high. I would, and I don't have all the data cause it's still kind of new and we're still processing it. But in Dallas alone of the 600 multifamily properties that we represent in Dallas, the average increase was 47%. And that ranges from class A all the way down to tax credit properties. Um, values in Collin County increased on average 35%. And then Denton had another large increase somewhere around in the, in the low 40s. We're still waiting for Tarrant. And my assumption is that Tarrant will beat all of those increases. Um, Tarrant is notorious for being more aggressive than the other counties in North Texas. Um, so in saying that, the, the counties are, are, are well aware of what's going on in the market. Uh, and it's not only the larger markets that we're seeing these increases. And I think what's more surprising to me and, and my colleagues is that the tertiary counties are the ones that are taking the largest increases. And that's, that's partly due to the comptroller who regulates how efficient or how close appraisal districts are to market. And they conduct a ratio study every other year. And the comptroller in the past three years has been extremely aggressive um, 
presenting these these ratio studies to these counties to try to get their market value up because if if the counties fail the ratio study then the the county will actually lose state funding for for the school districts so these studies are really really important and, and also the counties can can dispute these these ratio studies if they do fail them so we see a lot we're seeing a lot of that happening right now so in smaller counties, especially in Gregg County, Smith County, McLennan County, which is in Waco, um, Lubbock County, um, all of the southern counties are all experiencing 50% plus increases across the board. Um, and, and even with these massive increases that we're seeing, they're still far, far, not far, but they're still far below market, true market value. Um, and, and along with these, these large increases, um, we predict that there will be a, a, a pretty significant reduction in the tax rate, um, which that doesn't come out until after the appeal process is concluded in July. Um, you know, the values come out in April. And then we have typically through the late June to, to finish up the appeal. And then the, the role is certified on the 25th of July. And then that's when that role is handed over to the taxing entities and they come up with, with the tax rates. Um, and, and in theory, as the, the tax base increases, these tax rates are supposed to fall because they're supposed to be effective. And Abbott a few years ago actually put budget caps on the uh, cities, counties, and ISDs, where these budgets cannot increase three and a half to two and a half percent from the prior year. And so, as you see these increases going up twenty to forty percent, that tax rate is going to have to come down significantly. So, that is what we're seeing right now. All right. Yeah, and then I guess to put it in perspective, uh, at least from my knowledge and speaking with you um, and, and your team, actually, Mark sent me an email just to forward on to the team. Yep. But uh, my understanding is ni- in 2019 and B&C class, I mean, we we're mostly seeing roughly about a 10% increase uh, for the, the, the 2019 notice values or, or yep. proposed values. Uh, 2020 was a lot higher in that 20 to 25% range. And then 2021 was 10% in class B and, and 18% in class C. So a 47% average or, or, you know, call it somewhere in the ballpark, about 45% between B and C. I mean, that's, that's huge. It um, is. Yeah, it is absolutely huge. So to, 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 to keep it in perspective, when we're seeing, we're saying that these notify values are at, let's say, 45%. Um, but let's let's reference back to 2020. And in 2020, there was, in Dallas specifically, there was a change in leadership. Um, and really, it's, there's going to be a lot of change in leadership in the next few years with these appraisal districts because they're about 30 years old. They've been around for about 30 years. And so that's kind of the the, the cutoff where the legacy employees and leadership start to retire and the, the young appraisers come in and kind of take over and change the policies a bit. So um, that's, that happened in Dallas. And so they, they kind of regrouped, changed their policy, decided to be a little more aggressive. And so in, in 2020, the value settled at a 20%, 26% increase for class B and then a 20% 21% in class C. 
However, those notified values were probably more like a 35 to 40% increase, which is a little bit less what we see now. And so through this appeal process, I'm confident that these will come down not to those levels to 26 or 21%. Um, but yeah, those, those values will come down through the appeal process. Yeah. And, and you were talking about different counties too. I did get off the phone earlier uh, this morning with a client of mine who's buying in Lubbock and uh, they mentioned the same thing because it's interesting just looking county by county in some of these smaller, uh, smaller counties, if you will, you know, you, you barely see any kind of uh, increase. I remember looking at uh, property and commerce, mm-hmm. I think one in Navarro County before. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, you know, barely any increases out there. Um, yeah, there's still but, counties out there that appraise multifamily on the cost approach. And so um, those, you know, you'll see some of the values actually decrease when they're updating their appreciate, depreciation schedules that well, you actually see a decrease. And, you know, those, those counties historically just didn't have enough data to one prove to the comptroller that they were undervalued. There was just not enough data to, to, to justify a really large increase. Plus, in those counties, you might have one employee being the chief appraiser, being the BPP uh, appraiser, the residential appraiser, and the commercial appraiser all at the same time. And so they'll, they'll increase property types that they have the most data, which is, which is single family. And so that's what they normally focus on. And they can actually pass a ratio study by keeping residential at a 95% sales ratio and then the commercial you know, it could be 40, 50% of actual market and they, they can get away with it. How, what, but what's happening is that there's so much demand moving into the major markets in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's pushing some of the, some of the, the buyers out to the tertiary counties, which is creating more sales volume, which is providing more data for the appraisal districts and the comptroller to justify these massive increases. So if you're a buyer, uh, an active buyer, and you've recently purchased property several months ago in the year of 2021, and you start to look at your notice value or proposed value for 2022, and you're seeing your property taxes double or your, your assessed value maybe hit 75 to 85% of purchase price um, you know, immediately after you purchase the property, which is unheard of, uh, as a buyer or as an owner, um, an operator of a property, do you have a leg to stand on in today's market? Absolutely. Um, Texas is a taxpayer-friendly state. Um, it, it may not seem that way with these massive increases, but there's, there's, there's several remedies that you can use to reduce your property taxes, um, whether that be through the market appeal, um, reviewing income and expenses, and reviewing market data to help reduce your property specific conditions, but you also have the unequal appeal, which is looking at your property that may have sold to other properties that didn't sell. And the appraisal district must appraise your property fair and equal to your, to your competitors. And so through those appeals, um, you certainly will have a leg to stand on um, the not saying that the, the, the increases will be um, minimal. There definitely will be some larger increases this year than we've ever seen. However, the districts um, typically will come off of those preliminary values. Yeah. Okay. 
and, and then let's talk about, I guess, predicting uh, future taxes. And, you know, a lot of buyers in the past have used a rule of thumb, you know, between, I don't know, 70 and 100% of the purchase price, maybe depending on the county and the, the deal. But, um, I mean, we just looked at a, a property today that was up in Plano and Collin County. Yep. And you provided an estimate for me. And I think that from 2021 to 2022, there was a 3% increase, which <laughs> is, you know, is very unique um, or interesting. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's going to be property by property dependent. But you're, um, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember if it was uh, kind of your, your best case uh, scenario was like a 60, you know, pretty close to about 65% of purchase price, um, you know, post-sale adjustment. So, I mean, other than, I guess, and maybe the best uh, course of action is just reach out to uh, to a guy like you to really, um, you know, lean on your expertise. But I mean, do you have any advice for, for buyers on just kind of projecting future property taxes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the landscape has changed a little bit with these past increases because obviously we've just never seen increases quite like this. Um, however, like I was mentioning before, like on the class B's, let's just use class B's as an example in Dallas, they notified about a 40% increase initially in 2020. And then that ended up being about a 26% increase overall. Um, and that's kind of what we were just talking about through the unequal appeal that those increases that we see that they, they typically increase the sales the recent sales more than the surrounding areas so they can show to the comptroller that they're, they're, they're being hundred percent of market. Cause that's their first objective. And their second objective is to then equalize everyone through the appeal process. So every County has a, a different personality, um, especially on how aggressive they appraise um, specific property type and then how they interpret equal and uniform. And with equal and uniform, it's, it's such a subjective way of looking at things, you know, different types, different methods of, of adjusting and those types of things lend to different personalities amongst the other, amongst um, um, different counties. So in DFW, um, we typically see somewhere between six or 70% to 85%, depending on the property class type. Um, Tarrant is typically closer to market than the, the four big counties in DFW. Um, and in Dallas, they've, they've, they've done a huge effort to try to make up a lot of ground that they've lost through the years. So probably back in 2019, 2020, 2021, they probably 60 to 70% of purchase, but after this year, um, I can see them becoming closer to 75 to 85% of purchase. Um, obviously, with Class A property, they're going to be closer to market because they have that there's more data out there for those that property type. The cap rates are more consistent, and they're and they're using cap rates closer to what a, what a true Class A is. When we're talking about this, the older you get, the there's going to be a more discrepancy. So looking at like tax credit on the the total extreme side of that, they're going to be probably around 70% of purchase um, just because it's harder to increase that property type because 
the the perceptions of rent restrictions and and and, and income restrictions of that property just the district will keep that at a lower rate than than what the true market is trading at so and and yeah it is always great to get a second opinion when purchasing a property because property each property also has its own specific um, um, criteria, especially when a property hasn't traded hands in over 20 years. That property could be far below market, and so there could, they could warrant a larger increase post-purchase. But something that just recently sold went through um, an appeal process. You know, the, the county chased the sale. It's been through litigation. Um, it could actually be closer to market than, than, than another property that has it sold. So always good to get a second opinion on that. Yeah. What, what about in your analysis? Is any, I mean, like moving forward just after seeing some of these uh, notice values for 2022, um, how, how does your analysis change or are the fundamentals still the same? Yeah. So prior to this large increase, we were trending values. We, what we would do is we would do an equal and uniform analysis. So we would look at the competing properties in the area, which we're trying to find around five to seven comps. And then we're making adjustments based off the rent differences. And we're seeing where the property is currently assessed versus where the equal and uniform value is. And most of the time, it's, it's in the same ballpark. Let's say 10% off from that equal and uniform value. Then I would trend that value, the equal and uniform value, roughly 20 to 30%, depending on the, the, the class of the property and depending on where the property was, like what the, the which county it was in. Mm-hmm. And then if that got me into a reasonable range of uh, percent to purchase, which a reasonable range would be back then about probably around 70%, then that was, that was deemed appropriate or, you know, ex, you know, plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but now what we're doing is we're looking at the increases currently and we're reducing those uh, some type of percentage probably around 10 to 20 percent you know probably ending up around 15 percent decrease from the currently notified values which would probably put you around a 25 to 30 percent increase and then we would trend the next year up because they would then notice the sale if you bought it today or if you if it traded today um, and then trend that about 20 to 25% for the next year. Um, we're seeing those end up between 78 to 85% of purchase. Okay. And then furthermore is we are reducing the tax rates. And I think that's something that um, is small, but makes a huge impact uh, on the overall tax liabilities. So for DFW and major markets that went up about for 30 to 40 percent, we're predicting a five percent decrease in the cap rate or sorry, in, in the tax rate. Um, and for smaller counties, um, we're looking at more of a three percent uh, decrease in the, in the tax rate. OK. Well, um, just from a high level, I'm curious to know, obviously, you mentioned um, about Cantrell McCulloch and uh, the market share. Um, and your guys, you know, years of expertise. I know uh, Bobby came from, um, uh, well, I, I always heard the story that, um, and I know Bobby still is uh, protesting taxes as well, but mm-hmm. I, I heard that um, uh, Tim and Mark went down to the appraisal district and said, 
you know, or asked who was, you know, one of your most, I guess, fierce uh, tax consultants that you face and they got Bobby McCullough's name. So that, that's how <laughs> a lot of this started. But um, anyways, yeah. I, I, I've heard from many of my clients uh, that you're the young gun there and you're, you're making a name for yourself. Just curious to know what you think, like what, I guess, why uh, Clayton Seavers? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm definitely a unique uh, spot here because I, I originally started working. Um, actually, I first started selling copiers. Um, and if anyone sold technology, they know it's a, it's a really, really tough industry to be in. And uh, I somehow had a guardian angel come save me from the industry. <laughs> and you know what? My wife actually sells copiers, so I can say all this. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I actually got uh, the opportunity to work at, at Dallas and that's where I started growing my roots with property taxes and moved up quickly through the DCAD rank, <clears throat> the ranks and, and absolutely, I really, really enjoyed it there. And uh, I was actually appraising, uh, the uptown area all the way up to the Galleria and all the way over to, to Irving. I was in charge of all the apartments in that area and i knew one day i was going to work for a consulting firm and i was not going to settle for anything less than the best and i've had several consultants come to me and and kind of pitch me their uh their uh their um, company to me and i held out until bobby mccullough walked in my office and uh asked me to come join join their team and so um, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pass that up, especially working for Bobby and Mark and their reputation. And what I think is so important, it's not only good to have a large market share, not only can you, um, review data, um, quicker, we have access to tons of information. Um, typically our, our appraise, our hearing dates are at the end since we're so large, it takes so much time for us to get through the process. Um, and so we're towards the end. So that helps us with our ENU cases. Um, and then furthermore, it's our relationship and reputation with the districts. Um, you know, there's we we've just developed a good relationship with, with each district, which gives us the ability to have a reasonable conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. and then not throw us to the side. And so that's that's why I think it's really important to uh to have a consultant that has those qualities. Yeah. yeah. I know you brought it up in the beginning. It was just something I wanted to highlight because I feel like it's probably pretty rare to have a property tax consultant that has actually been in, um, uh, worked for the appraisal district and, and been in those shoes. So, you know, uh, you're probably empathetic and, and still have really good relationships with a lot of those folks, which is going to help. Yeah, it's absolutely. Gonna help, so. it's, 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 good. It's, it's good to know where they're coming from yeah and the type of stress they go through um, and then you can uh, you can present the evidence the way they want to, it to be presented so that uh, it's you come to an agreement quicker and more efficiently so yeah, yeah absolutely and that with a little bit of discipline and hustle is probably why you're the rising <laughs> star but anyways wanted to highlight that and uh, Clayton thanks so much for joining us on today's show I appreciate all the information Um, about property taxes. And for those uh, that want to reach out and learn more about you or your company or get get some some feedback uh, or help protest their property taxes, what's the best way for them to reach you? 
Yeah, you can yeah, you can reach me on my direct line, which is nine seven two six three zero six six eight six. Um you can also email me at ccevers at cmi tax.com. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes. Again, thanks for your time and look forward to keeping in touch. Awesome. Thank you, Mark.